We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Players Championship, all caps. That's the law. You got to yell it every single time you say it. Bets, picks, preview, one and done. We have it all here for you. You want to help out the show? Easy ways to do that. Smash the like button to the video and you tell me the player at the top of the board you have no interest in this week at the Players Championship. Also, you want to win some money? Easy to do this week. Well, Depends on how many people enter, I suppose. Number one, I'm going to release a tweet for the show. In fact, I'm going to release many tweets for the show. There's going to be one in particular. So you go to the PME at twitter.com, and I'm going to post a link up there. It's going to say to retweet and to follow the PME. And I'm going to give two of you out there who do that, and you don't need to say anything to me. If I see you retweet it and you're following me, then all of a sudden we're good to go. You also need to be subscribed to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Those are the three qualifications. So two of you are going to win 100 bucks cash. How about that? I also have another 100 bucks to give away if you subscribe to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets, a new show which is launching on Mayo Media Network this week. You'll be very happy to see who the host of that show is for the preseason. Then it's running daily every day during the baseball season. Even if you don't give a fuck about baseball, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave your Twitter handle or your email so you're in the draw. Next week on this show, we'll be giving away 100 bucks to one of you people. Theoretically, someone could win all of the bucks we're giving away this week. Listener's League link is in the description of the video and podcast. Please share it around with your friends because this is a big week, not only for us, but for golf, because it's going to be amazing. There was something I forgot, Jeff Feinberg. 
fantasynational.com. If you get your monthly membership right now, it takes you through the Masters. So you want the players and Masters to bookend, you go to fantasynational.com slash mayo. Get yourself the 20% off. I think you're going to be playing more than like 25 bucks over the next five weeks, uh, whether it's gambling or on DraftKings. So you may as well get the best tools in the biz, fantasynational.com slash mayo. Big losing week for us. Yeah. Didn't bet Bryson, so we lost. There it is. You seem like you're in a down mood. I'm coming Listen, with the energy. I'm feeling I'm, good. It's, I don't know. I lo- it's, it's I love Sunday lo- night, man. These are long. Like, this is why I don't do a show with you on Sunday night. Like, weekends are long. We're here. It's the players. Yeah. Don't scream it into the mic. You have to scream it over the mic. I mean, you usually talk off mic anyway, so this should be like a natural fit for you. The players. Sit. Players. Championship. You have to say it like Jim Morris says, playoffs. And then you're good to go, I think. It's going to be a fun week. We have all the cameras at all the holes. Hopefully it works. Hopefully us living outside of the United States can actually have access to that. But it's going to make gambling very fun for the week. We're doing a live cut sweat show on Friday, sweating the cut line. And this is a bigger field than ever before at the Players' Championship. 154 players because it got canceled last year after the first round. So everyone they had to let in last year, I believe that they are letting back in this year as well. So even more players to just crush our dreams come the cut line so that will be out on friday i'm doing a live chat on wednesday noon eastern time on mayo (coughs) media network and then we'll have the DraftKings show with rick and ben that should be out earlier than normal my article's already up on dkplaybook.com the research video up on mayo media network and the podcast feeds jeff i'm on top of my game here which means every single person i pick is going to come dead last i think whoever i picked last week will probably win this week because I bet Morikawa um, in Riviera and then he won in Mexico and then I bet Bryson at Riviera and in Mexico, Pat. Whatever. Sad state of affairs for you. I, you know what we need to Honestly, do? since Finau, I had a feeling when Finau lost that playoff that it was going to like dark clouds were, were coming in. Well, let's try to separate those clouds because I want to talk about Sunday at Bay Hill because I thought it was an awesome round. The weekend at Bay Hill was awesome. And I brought along a special guest to cheer you up, at least briefly. (laughs) His name, Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That is not my name. But can I say what an honor it is to be on the show with the 65th biggest Charger fan in the world? And I'm really excited to talk to him. We don't need to go. We're doing a golf show. We don't need to I get know. into Jeff's Twitter beefs as the first thing you say. I have no beefs. When you say that now. It was a great Sunday and Saturday of golf. I watched basically wire to wire Saturday and Sunday. Oh, and oh hold on. That trendy. is not true. You told me after Spieth chipped in out of the bunker, you had to tune out because it triggered you too much. No, there I were took two, a break. There were two instances where I, I actually watched a ton of golf, even on Friday, Pat. I don't even like to watch, and I... For whatever reason, I was tracking a lot of it. So I, I followed this tournament quite closely. Uh, the only 20 minutes of broadcast coverage on the weekend I missed were the first 10 minutes of each day because I knew they're going to do like a 10-minute speed jerk-off. Well, it's not and just I that. And need, I, I needed – I'll show up 10 minutes late – And I'll miss that introduction. Well, I wrote about um, just sort of the integration of gambling in the state of golf right now. Heartburn. Uh, You got some heartburn? You need some, some, like, high-end antacids, or you need some Pepto? Oh, what do you got there? Just 
Oh. And it blew up on you because it's such a low-quality product. Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Year. Pat Mayo Experience, not necessarily brought to you by Pepsi Max, but Justin Herbert is the Pepsi Max Rookie of the Year. Pepsi Zero Sugar. I think Pepsi Max is, like, discontinued. I I used to like, as, like, a kid, I loved Pepsi Max. Uh, Anyway, I bet you all of those reels, because this is what I wrote about, that golf is in such a good place right now because of just a bunch of different factors. It having the, because this is sort of we're coming back to when golf got shut down, when sports got shut down. This is the anniversary of it all. You had the Go Bear and the Tom Hanks night. They played the players the next day, and then by the time we went to bed, golf was canceled for ages. That was a great free roll. Because my card got blown up early <laughs> in that one. I did. And I we had, all like, got all the guys re- at the top. And we all got rough. Well, I got a full refund. I was like, this is this is great. I had Cantlay, <laughs> Harris English was playing well. See, who was playing well. I was feeling good about the entire thing for the first time ever at the players. So T- Tim feels Hideki should be have his name etched in that wa- <laughs> on that wall of champions there. Well, I mean, whatever. He won a regular tour event and just only, there was only one round. So sure, give it to him. What's the difference? You know how like Tiger and Sam Snead are tied? A lot of like those wins were like one round or like two round exhibitions. Like a lot of exhibitions that Tiger won should be counted. Is what should you're be counted. So the Telus Skins game should be counted as one of his. PGA they counted wins? them for Snead, and I don't want to end this thing in a tie. And I don't want to lose Tim either. So I'm just gonna. You'll fiddle around with that. So the biggest thing that I wrote about with you know golf being along with UFC and NASCAR, but being really the biggest crossover sport really to most regular sporting fans golf coming back early really helped itself in the first four events we got coming out of the covid hiatus were superstar fields and they all had awesome endings it was like a wwe script like every sunday was super exciting they were playoffs they were one stroke leads there were seven guys at the top of the leaderboard and it helped build some new stars and then football came along then everyone just stopped caring about every other sport anyway but over that time the gambling integration hasn't been great but it's nice to see the PGA Tour actually lean into this stuff, and I think it's created more awareness for some of the stuff. And I think there's two big things right now why I think the players this year, if they can get this technology working where you can watch every shot of every hole like they promise that you can, it's two players in particular because, you know, Tiger, he's out in the wilderness for a while. Hopefully he can come back and, you know, at least just play again. And if not, you know, we had a nice run with Tiger. Phil is a bit past his prime, but we have two guys right now that are moving the needle for people and crossing over into if there's ever going to be a time when golf translates to, let's say, the first block of PTI or it makes first take or whatever it might be, there's two guys that can move that needle right now. And it's not Dustin Johnson, no matter how often he wins in the most robotic, boring way possible. It's Spieth and it's Bryson. Those are two guys that people actually care about and have real opinions on. And to see them on this leaderboard on the weekend was incredible. It was great. I'm curious to see what the ratings are going to be for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Pebble spiked with Spieth in the mix, the highest ratings it had in like 10 years or something crazy like that. I bet you this weekend at Bay Hill uh, is probably going to be the highest rated since... You okay? I don't know. There was a bag- like there was an explosion. There's, there's a company above us. Sometimes they make noise. You're like jittery today. You okay? <laughs> Is your paranoia getting the best of you? You think nukes are being dropped on us? I, that I was, that jarred me. Yes, Paul. What happened to Jeff's hand? Yeah, what happened to your I hand, Jeff? I Did s- you have a reverse beat accident? No, it was, <laughs> it's kind of like hired. It was like uh, it got scraped against the wall and shoveling in like close quarters. It's 
kind of hard to explain. But like basement steps. You're shoveling out. Is your basement made of dirt? No, there's a lot of snow. In your basement? No, like outside. I mean, Tim's a master shoveler. He takes four tea breaks while he shovels his driveway. I'm just saying, it's like a very small... I take my time. It's a very small area. And in like trying to like get a good grip and get down there... I like raked my hand across like a stucco wall. Not great. Or like, uh, you should no. always be wearing why, gloves. Why, are, why aren't you shovel. wearing gloves when you're shoveling snow? It was, yeah. oh like, my God. Did your wife this. ask you the same question? No, it wasn't like a big thing. I was just clearing like a. St- Sounds like it and was. And not like a stucco wall, like a. Uh, Brick? No, just like, yeah, it was like grainy. So like just a good rip. It's a good rip and the skin's growing back. So. Mickey Mouse Band-Aid from the kid's drawer. Okay. Well, I, I can't believe. The, I need a re, I need a, uh, you know, I don't know. I could like just pull a rose and withdraw right now. <laughs> that, that poor guy was limping. Like, I'm off to a rose. bad, I like, we're like, I think I just shot a nine to start the show. So well, you like, guys, I, hey, listen, I once <laughs> shot a 10 to start a round of golf and broke a hundred. So oh don't God. feel too bad. <laughs> you just. Have you ever heard this story no. about Tim making a 10 on the first hole and then still breaking 100? Tim took more than 10 shots in the bunker, basically started to cry, was going to quit our round on the first hole. So that's we not ga- true. We, ga- we, we not- gave him a 10, and then at the end of the round, he's like, I broke 100. So we walk off the green, Good and I said, Tim. I said, give me whatever you think no, I no, should have. You, you didn't walk off the green because you never got onto the green because you quit the hole. No, I didn't. Yes, I'm you sure did. No, you, you, okay, you, you, you living your truth may be one thing. You were still stuck in that goddamn bunker and throwing a fit, and me and my other playing partner just said, we'll give you a 10. Just We'll go to the next Worst goal. bunkers on tour. What can I say? Okay, no, I appreciate what Pat did and your friends did for you there, but it takes serious gall Knowing that you like probably got saved six strokes, and then you're gonna oh, brag at, at least, and six then strokes. you're gonna brag about it at the end of the day, like about a score. That's one of those days you just march on. You're proud of your pars. You're proud of maybe a birdie in there, but to reference your number when your buddies saved you like a half dozen. It's almost that, like, like a gr- claiming that you picked the winner of the players' championship last year, although there was one round. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I don't I, I don't feel bad about it. Uh, listen, you chose what to give me, just like Bryson had no right to that l- relief today, but the official gave it to him, so he had it. Uh, relief like, where? It, on one or greenside? What are we talking about? Greenside, when he got relief. Uh, Stamps no right could have been on that hat. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't mean, think it was if, an if, issue. If we're, if we're playing the could have game, that's all you need to play to get yourself a better line. No, no. I, I'm not saying he broke the rules. He didn't. The official granted it to him. I think the official just didn't read the rules right and actually and he'd made have made par position. regardless was the was, was he gonna get it within 10 feet yeah then maybe. he was making par because it was that day like and that's how you win out there you just make everything from inside oh, 10 he, feet. he played he was yeah he was fantastic the march to bryson being like six to one to win the masters is, has officially begun he's never won this early in the year before who the hell knows what he's capable of? Everything. And to your point about Bryson and Spieth, Jordan's its own thing, and I do agree. And I get into it, and I don't have... Uh, but you're, it's, it's an either you're for or you're against it. It's not like, oh. No, it's you're right, but I'm kind of in this like, oh, because I enjoy both sides of it. Like, when he makes the hole-in-ones and he does these magic bean things, 
I'm like kind of happy for him. And then when he has those like funny moments where he's like sad at himself or he misses a three footer, I'm like giggling also. So I'm enjoying all sides of it. At well, the I'm moment. on all sides of Bryson. I like when Bryson does fun stuff, like try to drive number six. And I like when he does, but I think, you know, calling Augusta national par 67 yeah, it's bad. is ridiculous I'm and with embarrassing. It. Yeah, but that, that, that's a part of it though. That's a whole part of the price. So some of it I like, and some of it I don't like, but I think that, that Bryson is unlike Spieth. Bryson is actually incredibly talented and uh, is, is, you know, it isn't a fluke. I'm obsessed. By fluke. I love it. Anyone that I, does, I don't know what you're doing, like watching this show. If you're not a fan of what Bryson is about, exactly. Like doing I agree. On a golf I really course. like what Bryson's doing, <laughs> I, and I, I would think sort of the other way. I've really kind of come around to like really enjoying what Spieth's doing right now after being uh, oh, years both, on the sure, on the complete other side of it. Like I really like <laughs> it, it's a great comeback story for one thing for a guy who was at the yeah, very come back from it. Shut yet. the fuck up, and he's at the peak. And now he's coming back down. And he's been, like, kind of a disaster for two years. Now he's strung together four top 15s in a row. Hasn't done that since that year that he won. Different types of courses. Hard courses. And the best thing about it is, and, you know, I love stats in terms of trying to, you know, trying to at least make logical picks when it comes to this show and trying to see how people do things. He defies all of that because how he plays golf is just crazy. It's It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, we can call it magic beans all we want. And you see the difference between when he's making everything on a Saturday and then he starts missing five footers on a Sunday. But it feels like he's going to get all four of these rounds together real soon. He burned 15 edges today. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm here for it. I don't think I'm going to have a bet on it. And I hope it, when it wins, it doesn't cost me my bet. But I'm about it. And even like, you know, all the hype of to me, he's kind of won his tw- he's won a spot back on the Ryder Cup team. Like he's solidified himself as the twelfth man now. I mean, obviously, there's a re- like Tiger and that whole thing kind of opened a door, and we'll see. Sort of, if he doesn't win, we'll see if he can keep this consistency up through the season. But you know, maybe it's sit him on alternate shot because God forbid someone's got to play his ball. But his in terms drives, of yeah. in terms of best ball, it's an amazing like Phil in his prime. Like maybe he'll make an eight, but which he's not doing anymore. He's making bogeys, but he's not making those huge numbers, which which killed all the momentum. Now he's able to be there with late Sunday tee times because there aren't triples that that when he was trying to get back here, um, derailed it. And I would say even last year and the year before, Pat, it was like annoying and that people would get so excited. At like, oh, Spies like in the first round playing. Blah, blah, blah. No, this is now in the fourth round. And winning is hard. And he's getting comfortable with those late tee times. There's no doubt he's going he's gonna to do it. There's no well, doubt. Actually, there's some and significant Tim, doubt. Significant no, doubt. He, he, a player he, of his unsustainable. The 40th ranked player in the golf? world. The 30th ranked player in the world. The 50th ranked player in the world. Those guys win regularly yeah. on tour. So he's sure. going to get his crack. His, un- like, his unsustainable style of golf results in you only have a couple of opportunities to win in a year. But that's and he a, hold on. wasted his bullets. Hold on. That's I, not true. I, I, that's, not true. Uh, that's not true at all. I'd be feeling very anxious. No, not at all. Uh, speed fans are going to up right now. No, I, I completely I disagree. Because the game is getting incrementally yeah. better. And the big thing that has Confidence changed. Confidence for a guy like him. And all that. Because the putting and chipping never went away. That was all still there. But when Spieth was the number one player went in the world. Went away on Sunday at Phoenix. And like, sure, he, but for the week, he putted well. When you make 200 feet of putts the day before, 
sometimes everything, that's putting. It swings back the other way. He's still been a great putter over the course of the past six weeks. But during his prime, when he was the number one player in the world, he was amazing tee to green. He drove the ball well. His irons were awesome. And he chipped and he putted. That's why he was the number one yeah, player in the world. Not- his irons now are good again. His driving isn't the worst on tour right now. It's right around median. He has good rounds. He has bad rounds. But if you look at the stats... He's coming out you know, slightly in the negative. Not negative four, not negative three, and that's where the huge numbers were coming into play. And if he can continue to figure that out, then he's not necessarily going to be back to number one player in the world, but he could be a top 20 player again. I, like, it was everything. That save he made for par, <laughs> I'm not even talking about out of the water to start Saturday. After his hole-in-one. He's in the water, Tim's cackling, saves his par... <laughs> That save he made on 18 for par on, on, on Friday was unconscious. Unconscious. Like, you know, on the hill on 18? I know what you're talking yeah, about. So, yeah. Yeah, you're I'll, staring at me like this. I was looking for just some re- reassurance that, like, you, you can I, be a sometimes cheerleader I think I'm making want. something I'm not up. To be no, so I'm about a cheerleader. That I'm, like, like I said, I play both. I, I, I'm here for the good and the bad, but I get. Um, and I don't want to bet him at like 22 to one now that he's going to be to win golf tournaments at courses that might not set up for him, despite going to Bay Hill, having never played there before and playing freaking fan fantastic. You know what my single favorite thing of the week was, was Sunday. A lot of people somehow had Corey Connors tickets, like outright winning bets. And I feel like these people have never seen Corey Connors play golf before. Because they're all complaining about, like, oh, I can't believe he missed a three-foot putt. No, this is what it's like to bet on Corey Connors like every week. 15 footer well, for see, if you live in Canada, three, you like, see nothing but Corey Connors on SportsCenter. No, but the, the biggest thing is, it's just funny that, like, it all kind of, not necessarily unraveled for him, but all of, like, the mm. bad Corey Connors stuff that we're just used to every single week reared its ugly head on Sunday. Now, he made that huge eagle putt on 16, the big par saver, but then, oh, three putt from 25 feet. Oh, he can't get it up and down, and he missed the two-foot putt. Like, it's no different than having money on Keegan Bradley or Ben Ann. (laughs) And also to, like, sort of speed, like, crumble down the stretch. Like a lot of guys this week, you kind of put it out there. Like, come Sunday afternoon when you're not going to win – I wouldn't even say when that. I would go, say... The, it, no, I'm just saying when shit, like, hits the fan on those whole... Like, I don't hold it against him at all. Like, bogeying... He crumbles um, every single final well, round, but it's never his fault. It's never his once fault. you're out of it... Never his fault. Sure, but... Never his fault. The two guys who were at the top were the ones who actually showed up to play. Like, they were the ones who basically had... I mean, Matt Wallace posted that early minus one, but Bryson and Westwood... They went out and they basically played match play. Connors kept getting back into it, then getting himself out of it, back into it, getting himself out of it. And the those guys were, shut the around. fuck up while I'm talking. What's wrong with you? No, you can answer that one. Are you going to answer it? Can you tell us what's wrong with you? Can you try to pronounce the South African's name that you're trying to say? Bezaden Hut? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty close. Is that the first time you've ever watched him play? No, I well, I recognize the name, so no, it can't have been. Um, I don't know you. You might have lost. He was right there too. Tim, Tim just derails the entire show every time that he comes on. So we need to get him out Spieth. of here. Oh yeah, I just don't understand Tim. Like, where does this like deep hatred of never wanting to see him win again come from? Because of what he did to me. Because because of what? 
what he did to me in 2016 at Augusta. Oh, he, uh, it's true. He did. Tim, I guess, claims that the beginning of of the cursed mainstream narrative. Not the beginning. The po- yes, the yes, the mainstreaming. Yeah. Plus the childish behavior at the Travelers and the actions at uh, the British when Open. I'm sorry. I just all of it oh, just bothered me. And. He- you mean when he was excited when he won the tra- Travelers after chipping in from a bunker in a playoff? Yes. Yeah, what, yeah. what a child. Either way, yeah. the popularization of the Ander Curse, and if people are new to this show, Tim picks the biggest losers on Earth, and especially in devastating ways that they lose. He told us that Spieth couldn't lose. It was over at the Masters. While we were all sitting here, me and you and Paul and most of the people watching this show all had a triple-digit Danny Willett bet on the go. And what did Spieth do? He went rinse. And then he went rinse again. And then Danny Willett ended up winning. And ever since, Tim's... I mean, Tim once cursed a horse to be put down on the track at the Kentucky Derby. So it's not the (laughs) biggest thing in the world, what we're talking about here. But I like that you hold him personally responsible for this. If he hadn't blown up at at Augusta, the whole ha-ha-ha, there's a curse would have been like a funny little inside joke instead of like a sensation on my Twitter account where I can't tweet anything now without being accused of either trying to curse or reverse curse or some sort of nonsense. So yeah, I hold him responsible for that. I, and I, I also just despise the whining and the childish behavior on the golfer. I don't think he's good for the game. Sorry, I just, I and I'm just totally in the place of people that thought it was annoying at the time, like me and something was due to, to happen to normalize itself. It's been four years. Like we've normalized like now, like you, like, He's kind of hit as close to bottom as he could. I'm happy. I'm here for like the rise up. Yeah, the ne- next. I'm here next, for the rise up. Listen, in two years' time, we'll be like, "Hey, Ricky Fowler, number three hundredth ranked player in the world. He's making a comeback. Here we go." <laughs> oh, God. Poor guy, Rick, man. Great, great little birdie streak to make the cut, and then past D- champion of this event, and then come DFL. Past champion here. All right, Tim. Let's hit hit us with your picks. Who are you taking for the players' championship? Okay, so my first pick and my one and done is Hideki. Shot a 63 here last year in the only round that they played. He played marvelously. Par- par- the thing par- about this course, credit. yeah, the thing about this course is that it's not a true test of skill. It's all about luck and avoiding the water. So, like, I usually say course history is king, but I feel like there's probably no course on the tour that course history matters less at than this. Because, again, that's why I don't like this tournament very much. It's not a true test of, of skill. It's a test of luck and not hitting two balls in the water or something. So Hideki's just a marvelous player. Uh, and so even though he hasn't been playing as well recently, he did fine today at uh, at the end of uh, API. I like the way he was playing. Uh, I, I think he's due for a breakthrough. So I'm going to take him as my one and done and the winner here. And who are your other two picks? We, we need the trifecta. My second pick is Cameron Davis. Uh, I think he's been playing some darn good golf. I know the only stat that seems to matter here is stroke gain on approach. Of course, even Webb can win with like minus 5,000 stroke gain because this course is just a bizarre and unfair course. But nevertheless, it does seem like strokes gain on approach does seem to be important. That's something I do believe that Cam Davis is pretty decent at. Third at the American Express, six at Sanderson Farms, top 15 at pebble beach he's playing good golf uh you know and he's got some experience of playing well in florida too he was t8 at the honda so uh last year so i kind of like cameron davis uh I mean, he had a chance to win at the american express I, I i just i like the guy and i'm, I'm gonna take him 
as my second pick. He is currently, over the past 24 rounds, according to FantasyNational.com, once the API stats get mixed into this, a member of my cash game team this week, Cameron Davis, missed the cut. Uh, he is 58th in the field over the past 24 rounds in strokes gained approach. Okay. <laughs> no, fair enough. He did not play well the last two weeks, and I bet you that's dragging it down. I'm sure it is. Next one. But nevertheless, but nevertheless I like him. The last pick is Zala Torres. Oh, Will Z. People are going to be upset with oh, you about really? Zala Torres. This is a guy who's had a couple of top tens in, in the in the recent past. He's playing great. He's pretty popular. I'm I'm just taking a stab with him at, at, at this event. Uh, I just think that he, he's uh, set up to to play well. That that's my opinion. Much like Augusta, debutants Jeff at TPC Sawgrass generally do not win. At TPC Sawgrass. Did they do like Corn Ferry events there? It was at the course, like in the complex. Like a sister Luke course. Luke Yeah. But uh, Zalatoris and Cam Davis, both first timers at this course. Tim Lee, this is a very important question that I want to ask you. Do you think you can find the Zalatoris? <laughs> can you pick him out that. of a lineup? Like, what do you mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, do I know what he looks like? Yes. I don't know that you do. I don't know what this I don't know what this is. No, not, what you, am I missing? Are you looking at yourself on the screen. No, I thought there was a picture. I thought maybe you guys were playing a bit that I wasn't aware. No, of. No, not that I'm aware of. No, okay. For those who know, they'll know. Put it that way. All right, Tim, those I, are your picks. Anything final to add? You asked at the start of the show who on the top of the board you want nothing to do with. I have an answer to that question. Uh, who would it be? It's Patrick Cantley. I want nothing to do with him this week. Yes, Jeff. Nothing. Feel the fuel of Patrick Gantley. I mean, it's all I, coming I just together. He, he's not going to win. Like, Spieth obviously isn't going to win, but he also is terrible at this course because he's not that good in general. But Cantley is not going to win this. He's not breaking through at this uh, gimmicky course. Uh, so I, I want nothing to do with him. In my DraftKings team, and I'll be playing DraftKings this week for sure. Uh, he, he will Can be I make 100% a bet? Can I, fade. Do you want to make a head-to-head bet, Cantley versus Hideki? Sure. Can I make that too? Sure. Go right ahead. 100 bucks each? Yeah, in for a dime, in for a dollar. Sure. All right. Let's I'm go. going to win this. All right. I'll Excellent. have it one on Friday afternoon when Cantley is uh, trunk slamming and uh, Hideki is wondering whether he'll but be in before the third or fourth, or second last group t- on Saturday. T- I mean, for your benefit, if people need to know out there, Tim has already tweeted out the, I mean, the Tommy Fleetwood throwing your money into the mm-hmm. fire. And I think the last two times you've done that, Tim, to the guy that people are burning their money on, they've won the event. I have an unfortunate record with that. I'll say that. So you can hate Fleetwood, but you just added like 27% win equity, I'd say, to him this week. From zero to 27%. Um, Honestly, I don't despise Fleetwood the way I used to. I have to say that because like he is like... There's other players you hate more? Well, yes, there's that. (laughs) I can only hate so much. And also, I think he's taken his lumps. And I think he's learned his lesson in some ways from some of these these tough losses. Learned so. his lesson from Hold what? On. What did he learn his lesson? So Three putting from fourteen feet. Because I woke up. He's in the hunt. I woke up this morning thinking he would taste like I wanted him to feel the cock, the shinnecock. Ah, uh, this morning, and it didn't. He just. He three putted from fourteen feet on like six, and he just evaporated. 
It was a tough day. They couldn't get him off off TV fast enough. He actually battled to what would have been the score average today to about plus three, but then he got to 18, and I know something really ugly happened there. I don't even want to look at it. Uh, And I owe more people money. There there, there was a lot of doubles or worse at 18 today. I I actually played an in-play Andrew Putnam with a top three. I was like, Connors and Spieth might get back to him here, and Spieth did get back to him. Also, is there any more fitting sponsor conversion besides bryson and DraftKings, obviously just like pat mayo and DraftKings. me and bryson were like sponsor <laughs> brothers but richie warinsky being sponsored by oakley he looks like a player that would have been awesome in 1998 so i think he has that's exactly the right sponsor that's a very good point isn't bubba sponsored by oakley too yeah or is that no longer the case i think he is uh good call tim and before tim leaves some really like I know Tim likes to like take shots at Rory, except the weeks where he picks Picks him, like this week, which was this last week. But Rory's post game, like there was a quote today that was so weird. He's like complaining that he doesn't have a spark again. Like it's always something. No fans. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Someone made the joke, like to the comment, like Rory's really a nihilist. Like he just talks himself into like uh, what? What that uh, that means? Believing nothing. I believe nothing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just you like read you are the meaning. Just like you are a member of Autobahn. Yeah, you read these quote. <laughs> you read this quote, and I don't know. Um, we'll see. He's, he's not just, in a good spot. He's not in a good headspace. But he's you been playing talk. really well. He's getting late Sunday tea times. We're gonna forget about all this once he rips off one of these Dustin runs, which he does like once every three years. Like, oh, Rory won four times. Yes, in the last four but months. as I joked with you, when Dustin started his run, which was what the Travelers. Yeah. Then he went. Like, it 80, was like 80, twenty-eight 80. to one. Like Rory never leaves fourteen because he's. You don't think some Kiowa? He doesn't go eighty eighty. There's still Sunday tee times. Uh, You get to Sunday and Rory is shorter than the price he teed off at usually. Yeah, usually Rory's either in it and then he has a bad Sunday, or he's out of it and has an awesome Sunday (laughs) to become like he pulls a Matt Kuchar. And yes, Tim, when we get to Kiowa Island, he's going to be like one of the betting favorites because he won the last time it was there, and he's still Rory Matt. That's what I was asking. I don't know. Is he going to be fourteen or sixteen to one if he still hasn't done? Has it finished in the top two yeah. or three? Yeah. No, he's okay. always finished okay. it. Like, that'll be the worst he's going to be is, like, 16 to 1. Even if okay. he's done nothing, even if he missed every cut. Uh, if he does anything, shows some life whatsoever, he's going to be, like, 8 to 1. <sighs> yeah. I We joked last week, um, would Dustin lose his favorite spot? And I said, only if Rory won. And that was the case. And he didn't. And Bryson won. And Bryson still couldn't pass Dustin. But if Rory won... Rory would have jumped Dustin this week. I agree. Bryson didn't, but Rory would have. All right. Coming up after we get rid of our guest will be the preview for the Players' Championship. But I do need to thank Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. Not my name. Pleasure to be here. Growing up cereal was one of the best parts about being a kid, but I had to give it up because... Being an adult and eating sugar-filled snacks is probably not the best move. doesn't make me feel good, put it that way. So I've been cutting down on carbs and sugar and trying to cut down on the unhealthy foods. And basically, I realized couldn't really eat anything anymore. So that wasn't great. But with the new year already into it, and you start your resolutions a little bit later than normal, we're all trying to eat better. But a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors that you love. And with, get this... None of the bad stuff. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, 
gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Also, it's very good. Highly recommend some Magic Spoon. And we got some exciting news. Magic Spoon will be releasing two new amazing flavors this month for a limited time only. We're talking about, get this, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Sounds terrific. And if that isn't the most comforting, indulgent combination, then I don't know what is. This is the ultimate treat-yourself combo, so make sure to get some while you can for a limited time. Or just build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well, along with the United States. And here's the move you want to do. I mean, you can do different things like mixing coca and peanut butter together because it tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup. But just get a whole bunch of the fruity stuff. The fruity Magic Spoon cereal is amazing. Highly recommend. When I first got it, I wish I had gotten eight boxes of it instead of just two because uh, I would have just plowed through that and eaten it for every meal. Could not recommend highly enough the fruity flavored Magic Spoon. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream maple waffle or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And to be sure to use promo code mayo at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is good now anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code MAYO at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's dig into the course. Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass, not super long, under 7,200 yards, yet still a par 72, as Tim mentioned a bunch of times. Lots of water, 17 water hazards, bunkers spread across everything, a peat dye design, just like we see at PGA West, at Harbor Town. What else we got on the go here? Where's the Travelers? TPC River Highlands. There's a bunch of them. Zurich Classic. Although I looked into the Wyndham. The Wyndham Championship has a lot of crossover success with the Players' Championship. I went over it on my first look show. Uh, winners in the past 10 years. Davis Love. Winners in the past 10 years at the Wyndham Championship. You want to hear some of these names? Okay. Davis Love the third. Yeah. Who's also won the Players' Championship. Yeah. Henrik Stenson. Yeah. Players' Championship winner. Siwoo Kim. Players' Championship yeah. winner. Webb Simpson. Players' Championship Couture winner. Win? Sergio Garcia. Players Championship winner. So five of the past ten champs at the Wyndham have also won the players. So and Heritage is obviously the crossover course with that. Just these shorter Bermuda courses, the same guys tend to play well. So I guess Billy Horschel is your champion. Or at least he'll he'll be good for like a top five or something like that because he dominates. Billy's Billy's lot Billy Billy, sweet Billy boy. He's losing his mind. I love it. I wish he was like, better because he, he would be on always, that Bryson Speeth list. Uh, but, 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 like we all watch this thing. And we all know Billy. Like, Billy's always been a firecracker. But he's, like, going to new levels right now, Pat. I love it. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Uh, but, yeah. Good thing there are Billy watchdogs out there that, that clip it and, and get it get it out there. But he's uh, talking back to fans. He's launching clubs in the air. It was an exciting two days for Billy. So After tons of self-talk on in late tea times last week. 
Uh, I, like we said last week after watching him play with Morikawa, it's like you know exactly what is going on with Billy's ball the moment he hits it. Because he will telegraph that to you through his body language and whatever the hell he says. So two things. One, it was awesome to have fans back. Like, oh, it was, I forgot how much I missed it. I didn't miss some of the shit, like the Baba Booey shit, the mashed potatoes. But they've been stuff. back before. They were back in Phoenix. Weren't yeah, they, they were back in Phoenix, but it felt like they were, I don't want to say jammed in this week, but they felt like a real... I don't even know if it was a factor, but just hearing the roars from there was different than it was in Phoenix. It felt like, at least. At least that's the way it translated through both on TV at the radio. Two, we should get to pick our special group and have Hatton, Rom, and Horschel all play together in a group at the players. Wouldn't that be great? Can I be honest? I don't think Rom's got anything on those two. Oh, he can. When Rom gets mad. Sure. That's a, like... On, but that, he plays too good, so he's not always yeah. mad. And there's less and less of that, and that's like an older version of him. I'm not saying he doesn't have it in him, um, but but I don't even think he belongs... I think it's unfair to Rom to even put him in that group right now. Like, those two guys are, are, are crackers. Like, there, there's a match. Who else would be in that group, then? Spieth just complaining the entire time. Spieth wouldn't would be pretty would be pretty good. Bryson's a big complainer too. It's funny that Tim is like kind of likes Bryson, but Bryson complains about every shot that he doesn't hit. It's great. Worst bunker in the biz. How excited did he seem to you post round on Saturday when asked about trying to drive the green? And whether he tried to drive the green or not, like it did seem like he actually. Yeah, tried I don't to think. He got, great. He got, he got bailed up, but he was so fired up about it. Like he was gleeful talking about it. It's like the happiest I've ever seen. Him. I'm here for all of it, Pat. I retweeted whoever made that great joke of like change the tour logo to <laughs> him do it. I retweeted the the drive to the Celine Dion music. Like I love it. I eat it all up. I love Bryson. I love what he's about. I, I'm here for all of it. Good. It's great to know. Except I didn't bet him this week. So no, I didn't win any money. We rarely bet people at 12 to 1 as people. I'm capable of doing it, but I just. We, ha- we haven't been doing it because 12 to 1 winners just haven't been coming through. Bryson's the first two time winner on tour this season. Two time winner? He won the U.S. Open. Okay, but we're kind of in a new season. We're not in a new season. That's part of the 2021 season. After the FedEx Cup is all of this season. So there will be two Masters this season, two U.S. Opens. Okay. Let's go. So you have a good grasp of the schedule, I see. None. None whatsoever. Uh, Tim wasn't wrong about strokes gained approach. That is really when you look at the past winners, except for Webb, because Webb couldn't miss a putt that week uh, and just jumped out to such a big lead. But everyone else, you know, top 10, top five in terms of strokes gained approach. So that is going to be the one that I'm going to be leaning on the most in terms of trying to, what are you going on? Webb, I'm just remembering Webb sinking everything, holding out, bunkering out. It was a magical week. Uh, Dustin like shot an eight under to start that one too, like a very Hideki-esque start. Well, it was just like the people who jumped in my mentions this week about, like, after Rory's first round, Rory can't lose. Can't like, lose. have you watched Rory? Like, what are we talking about here? Have you watched golf before? Idiots. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the bets. So all of the odds are powered by DraftKingsSportsBook.com, uh, and they will change throughout the course of the week, uh, to be perfectly honest. Like, we're doing this on a Sunday evening. They could be complete, not completely different, but they will be 
adjusted and tweaked as the week goes along, as money comes in on some people, and then goes off of other people when we go do it. But Dustin Johnson is the favorite, like you mentioned. He is 10 to 1. Bryson is now 12 to 1. So is Rory. Rom is 14. Victor Hovland and Xander are both 18, along with Justin Thomas. A lot of respect for Big Dick Vic after not so much of a Big Dick weekend at the API. Then you got Morikawa and Webb at 20. Cantley at 22. Finau, Spieth, both at 25. And that is everyone, 30 and 30 to 1 and below. I think I have said this a bunch of times. I said it on last week's show. I really like Patrick Cantley here. I thought that he was going to win last year's event. And the biggest thing that I felt like was holding him back, because I went and reread what I wrote last year and why I was on him. He's actually playing better this year in his lead-in form. And he fixed the around the green game. Like for the past 18 months, he's been an elite around the green player. And that was always the thing about him before, like when we were trying to project his breakthrough that he was essentially like Corey Connors. Oh, he missed the green. That's a bogey. And that's just not the case. He's actually one of the premier players from Greenside now. So I like Patrick Cantley a lot. And Tim not liking him? Let's go. Uh, was sort of a name I brought up to you off air before we started as someone that could certainly have my attention this week. Apparently to people who chirp me on Twitter, I, I bet can't win a lot. Do you? Even though he wins. Yeah, so I was like, do I? Even though he won in the fall at 33 to 1. So... If you bet him, you've cashed it, and you're probably still able to bet him. Um, speaking to the top of this board, Pat, the numbers, when we're recording, I believe the competition in the marketplace is going to hit, like, tomorrow. I agree. Like, for example, the Victor number we're talking about, I don't think DraftKings has reset it from, like, whatever they had out oh, there on Friday yes, night. yes, they did. So what was it, 12 to 1 on Friday? I think it was 16 to 1. Oh, okay. And I would expect Hovland is so popular, popular. He's regardless like the new Ricky, right? In terms of like a lot. Yeah. But he's like, but he is kind he's of, got, he almost has, he has like half the career tour wins as Ricky. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to like turn it into that. Like, obviously there's like a ceiling that actually might get, um, accomplished. Yeah. He's Rory in, in that. Yes. But he's popular like Ricky, but he's got a game like Rory. Exactly. Uh, um, um, and listen, he could most definitely win here. I think it's shocking to see Morikawa still behind him. If we're talking about irons, isn't this the perfect course for Just Morikawa? avoid the water and make a couple 25-footers and stick it, it 10 it, times in the week? It's going to be about putting for Morikawa, just like it was at the concession. He's going to hit all the fairways, because that's what he does. He's going to have the best irons, because that's what he does. Is he going to make those 12-footers? Well, he did it last time out on Bermuda. I mean, he can be one of those guys that loses like eight strokes putting over two rounds. That's in his range of outcomes. But I think the this number that we see at 20 to 1 right now on him, and even the 22 that we see on Cantley, although I think that Cantley is going to be a popular selection this week. But like you said, these early odds are basically for the crack addicts of yeah. golf betting. Oh, you want to bet? Like, they're posting, like, yeah, we'll do a service. We've got odds out here for you to bet. Uh, you need this action right now. You can take our shitty numbers. Before, as I said, in the sort of new betting world, um, extreme competition in the marketplace, I think, will hit. Sites will offer best odds. Uh, we'll see um, major, like, each-way placings, as a lot of books like to do for the players. And a lot of books have kind of just made that a mainstream thing, which is pretty cool. Which is great. And, that, that's and, why and great for you in well, the that, first place. That's why having... 
gambling legalized has been so great. But, we're, we're getting better numbers. We're getting better odds. So you're, you're getting boosted plays from DraftKings every single week. If there's a number that you don't like, let's say you want to bet Morikawa, and he somehow sticks at 20, which he might. He should, considering he's been amazing for the past nine months. But you can just get like, oh, go to the boosted odds. Like, oh, I want to boost up Morikawa 10 points. Like, yeah, yeah they'll let you do that. No problem. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they certainly will. Um, here's my question, though, with Morikawa that I was going to pose to you. For two less points, I can bet that Justin Thomas ceiling that showed life late in concessions, a really ugly start. Uh, two less points? Like, I know the world rankings are close, but I don't know, man. I'm always a sucker. Like, I can get... Jeez, it's almost like Morikawa is a super elite, but... I, he should be treated yeah, as a super elite. Yeah, he should. He just won he a should. WGC in a major, and he's the fourth-ranked player in the world. He should be considered a super yeah, elite. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I could kind of talk myself into a spider web here, but I have two points less to get that JT that you feel... Um, I mean, I would say under 20 to 1, I assume JT would be your bet if you had to make one, right? Just getting those? I mean, I'm always tempted with Rom here. Uh, that great moment where Rory won a couple years ago where Rom just, he got so effing aggressive from that bunker. The caddy, like, pleaded with him not, <laughs> not to, to do, do it. it. And he did it. Um, so, I don't know. The universe kind of feels like uh, um, Rom will get one here. Uh, maybe this is it, but under 20 to one, Justin seems pretty attractive. They're pushing him up a bit now. Yeah. Although he doesn't he have was the, there at concessions, 18, 20 to one too. Was he not? Yeah, we were able to bet him. Got him at 20. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that we'll find a 20 something on Thomas as the week goes along. And if this isn't anything against Dustin, Bryson, Rory, uh, Rom, Hovland or Xander, like I don't want to go under 20 to one at the players. Those guys sometimes win, but have Tim, they ever won the players? Ah, Rory won two years ago. Tiger has won the players. <laughs> well, so, I mean, in this one, Rory, I bet you there was a live number bigger than his winning number. Okay. I'm just talking about pre-tournament here, that it's the volatility at this course. A lot of it is, don't hit it into the water. Like, you can go to 17. It happened to Paul Casey two years ago. I think he was playing with Tiger that week. He just skipped two right off the 17. He was done. He was having a pretty good week, too. Then just you never heard from him again. That can happen to anyone in this field. Two or three bad shots, and you are out of this tournament, and you've missed the cut. So it's really hard for me to get behind one of these, even the super elite style players. You crying? No. Thinking about it? No. Okay. Um, so someone like Thomas, the one thing, the drawback to him, do you know who he's driving the ball worse than right now? Jordan Spieth. He is. He's been horrendous and off the team. That, that, that just means a triple. Like, there's not real forgiveness in Florida when you're not driving well. Exactly. And then why, the case against Morikawa, I suppose, would be he's never played the course before. And first-timers tend not to win here. But this feels like a different group of first-timers because they all missed their first time last year. But he got, like, three practice rounds and a live rep in. Sure. But maybe that will be – I don't think that's a case – I personally don't think that's a reason to talk yourself out of Morikawa if you want to be on him. But I think that if you see him at 25 or higher – I'm, I'm going to hit it. Like, Morikawa has been too good to me. Why would I go? If I've called him, essentially, the better version of Henrik Stenson and what their skill sets are, why wouldn't this be the place for him? It's not Augusta. It's here. Yeah, I mean, you can bet him at the same price as Webb. I like Webb, too. There's too many guys I like this week. It's not good. 
Yeah, but Webb is really good. But Morikawa's Webb with that super elite like driving part of him. But no, not not the putting. The putting you have to hit the right week for the putting, and when he does putt, he wins. Um, I don't know. Under twenty five to one, I would like Cantley or Justin Thomas. So I can't sell you on Morikawa. I think not at twenty, but I I could. I think I think again once the markets compete. He's just a forgotten soul. I guarantee you, you'll find a number. Do you think we can get a 28 on Morikawa somewhere by Wednesday? Because I'll, I'll probably end up betting him either way, even if it's 20, and that's the best number I can get. But I guarantee you I can get a better number than that. I was hoping Spieth would find his way to the tw- like literally 20. I'm actually kind of surprised he he's still 25. Like, I was hoping he would. This, this does wonders for our bet, our Finau versus Spieth who mm-hmm. wins first bet. They're both 25 to 1 now. That would be a fun, um, a fun Sunday, a fun battle, like any tournament, or even like a Speed versus Xander, like one of those other guys in like a real in their own sort of hardcore golf fan narrative situation. Like Speed is is the extreme, and he's the public face of golf, as you said, uh, in many ways. But uh, you know, what? I never realized that until the past few months how popular Spieth actually but even is. even when he gets going in the first round, like two years ago, there's nothing like it. They can't wait. These people, Pat, that speak to, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I guess maybe people know why, but um, that speak to a bigger audience than us that do kind of what we do just a lot differently. Like you're... Um, Are you saying the people that don't tell their guests to go fuck themselves? Yeah, I get I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like... Um, like the no laying up guys or, um, or, uh, oh my God, I can't even remember the name. Cause I don't even want to say the thing. They all, they go nuts. They go nuts. Like when Spieth shows like a pulse, like nuts. And, but it's not just people within golf. It's the casual fan loves, like my dad loves Spieth. My dad watches you know, he'll tune in potentially on the weekend on a tournament if nothing else is on, but he'll watch the majors. And he just loves Spieth. So, uh, well, Paul, you were saying about your mom is now like the biggest Bryson fan going. Yeah, she thought it was like an adventure watching him golf, basically. Like, you never know where the ball's going to end up, but somehow he gets like a par. But it's like he takes the most non straightforward path to get there. Hated, hated Lee, Lee Westwood. She's like anti-Cust. <laughs> yeah, apparently Paul's mom is just the opposite of Andrew Cust when it comes down to rooting for golf. But Bryce and Spieth are like, their parallels are, the way that they actually score and win tournaments, it's kind of the same, but completely different. Like, they're all over the place. And you're like, how do you make birdie from there? Or like, why didn't he make birdie from there? And how did he make birdie from there? Or basically the two questions that you have for Spieth and Bryce in every yeah, single round. I guess they're kind of the same, except... Jordan's lying like a shot more than Bryson is from those spots where the crazy things happen. Yeah. But they, his just go, but, 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 we, but they still will write down the same number at the end of the hole most of the time. But like even the par five at API, when Bryson ended up making like the 50 foot birdie putt, it's like, uh, Oh, that's a real speed thing to do. Yeah. Where he shanked the, uh, yeah, where he got the, we're, yeah, sorry. Where speed shanks drives, Bryson will shank an iron or two. 
throughout the course of a round. He's not the greatest iron player going. Oh, yeah. He puts it in like the roll-off uh, areas when he's like 110 yards in. This is something I wanted to bring up that just kind of popped in my mind because I wanted to look at it. And when I look at the leaderboard, it's very uh, players-esque. What, tell me what tournament this was. Rory was the winner. Webb Simpson was second. Shane Lowry also was second. Matt Kuchar and Brant Snedeker also inside the top five. Then you have Sungjae, Danny Willett, Henrik Stenson, Cam Tringali, Munoz, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson are all up there in this tournament. What tournament do you think that was? Rory won? Mm-hmm. And Morikawa played in it? Yep. A FedEx Cup event? Nope. The Canadian Open. The RBC Canadian Open at that Hamilton course. Yeah, Hamilton That G- was that, GNC. W- that was a short, and it was one of those courses where if you got it like off the fairway. So you're saying Rory would win at the Wyndham if he ever played there? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it feels like that, that's in the, that, that tournament was yeah. in the same style. Yeah. Sort and of producing right, yeah. the same sort of leaderboard that we might see this week. And that's why I just can't get behind Dustin, Rory, Rom, and the fact that, I mean, Rory... Like, like I keep mentioning, like, these guys can most definitely win, but their biggest assets are so mitigated at this course in particular. You're just not going to have the opportunity, really, outside of like two of the par fives to drive it 350 yards. You have to lay up or you're in the water. And it puts everyone into play. And there's 154 players in the field this time. And this isn't a scrub field. This is stronger than the PGA Championship field. Yep. Stronger than the Masters field. You hate you hate not betting those guys when they don't have their strength. Like when their strength can't can't dominate. This isn't like a lot of times we'll go to courses we'll be like, no, you sort of bet this thing like who would win a major. This kind of gets a free for all sort of feel to it. That being said, in the end, the winner's gonna be if it's not from the top. It's not. I'm not making a bold statement, but it's not leaving 50 to one. Like, oh, I mean, I, I have a few guys from down the list that I think they can be entirely live at this yeah, tournament. Maybe. I mean, we, but in the end, it just, you, you bet Fleetwood at like 55. I understand that, but in the end, you're right. But I'm just saying in the end, like nothing really seems to change when the big boys get together. So who have been the past few winners here? Rory won. He was one of the betting favorites. Webb Simpson was like 80 to one the year that he won. Yeah, he sort of, that was his, Siwoo uh, C- was like 500 to one. He was the winner before yeah. that. Like you can come out of yeah. nowhere. And that was the year with the really weird weather. Poulter ended up coming second. Remember, like, Louis and J.B. Holmes? I think they were in the final group. I'm not disagreeing. And past history says it's likely. But past history would have said it's likely at a lot of courses. In whatever year, in this modern state of the game, when these guys all show up at the same dance, we're not going very far. Like it's just the 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 long shots are are feel like more of an outlier now than ever, and back when we used to start this thing doing a show like every we'd get one we weren't hitting them but they were felt like they were in place so much more than they are now, and I don't know what it is maybe the top has separated itself and the influx of amazing kids, um, I think it's and the, even it, the, it's the mid tier that and even the players really good. and even the players that like you feel are inferior to the guys we really like still win at short numbers like you know English breaks through at a thirty Homa feels like it's not like it should be more but if if you had the balls to bet it you got it like so we'll see I don't know thirty to sixty range a lot of interesting names in here you're not betting Tony Finau though. I told my, I I told myself we were going to take Florida off, and then he had an amazing little concessions appearance, and then I thought, oh man, 
maybe I got to get back in Florida. But I don't know, 25? Cantley is a better bet. Yeah. And so, I'd rather read and read and, and, and um, Hatton to me. Even Burger at 40 feel more I might rather bet. I love Finau. I love Finau. I'll try to pick my spots. I thought Riviera was a time I said, like, this might be the last time we go to the wall. So we'll for a bit. I'll go back there, but I don't want to be on it this one. So Hatton, Matsuyama, and Reed, all 33, uh, as it, oh, Burgers 40, sorry. Fleetwood's now 45. Day, Neiman, and Scheffler, all at 50 to 1. Casey, Fitzpatrick, and Sungjae at 55. The only guy I have circled right now, actually two guys in this range that I have circled, Sungjae I will bet for sure at that number. I kind of want to bet Paul Casey. I've always liked Paul Casey, right? And just the no, fact that might. I know what he did on 17 that year to miss the cut kind of sticks out in my mind. But the guy is playing amazing golf, and no one has really noticed. That he I told you he's going to catch a fish. He, and you said we stay off last week, and we'll just try to go for double the number this, this week. week. And that's what we're going to try to do. And he was in the mix this he week, did too. Did he play horrible? Teed off with a five under. Uh, even teed off on Saturday with can you get a heater, and, and you'd be in it. I don't mind it. I love Sungjae at 55. That's a crazy number. Of all these numbers that we've sort of laid out, I would say like 2% of them might get lower. This would be, I mean, sorry. Of all the numbers we're talking, I feel like like 98% of them will stay the same or get better. Sungjae's in the 2% of numbers we mentioned tonight that I think get worse. This doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I and he go. I don't know if and, he's uh, played and, here before. And other places uh, are not uh, showing. Yeah, I've already of. seen it like in the mid 40s as the high water mark at, at a consortium of other places. Again, there's very few books that have odds out right now. As we've already said, it's almost like these books posted odds for the crack addicts. <laughs> if you want, if you need a taste that bad, we've got numbers for you. Players, championship, Sung Jae Im missed the cut in 2019. I don't really sweat. I actually here. like guys miss cuts, <laughs> yeah, especially here. And I guess that works to, for you to say that it, the debutant thing is out of the way. I, I'm not actually buying into that. No, number. neither am I because I thought he might have been a debutant. I was going to throw at you this guy literally goes everywhere the first time in like T5. So yeah, why he, would this place he, be any different? He just went to Augusta and came second in his debut. So I think he'll be fine at the players. But again, just all sort of like Casey was kind of in it, but things happen fast at at uh, Bay Hill. Yeah, of course. And even just looking at Paul Casey. So this is the interesting part about him. Even this week, I didn't drive the ball particularly well, but the around the green game has been superb in 2021. The irons have been firing. Gained six and a half strokes at the Amex. That's only in three weighted rounds. Uh, he gained 1.4 at the AT&T. That was only in three weighted rounds. Gained five. He was one of the leaders this week in approach. And the one thing that's not getting put in there is that after the Amex, he went overseas to the Middle East on the Euro Tour and won the event. He's been good. Been great. And I tried to allude to it last week in debating whether I was going to pick him or Fitzpatrick. Wouldn't have mattered. Both losers. I picked Fitzpatrick. Loser. Uh, I don't. I mean, the loser, and he didn't win. None of those guys are losers. Um, but he, he, I saw an interview with him, after not the week he won, after he won, and he's like, "You have when I I get to go to America in form this year." Do you know how annoying it is to try to like how hard it is to go there against those guys to try to find your form 
in the lead up to the big events. So he he's excited to be playing right now. He's in form. He's excited that he doesn't have to come here and find his form going into a big event. Um, yeah, I was hoping we'd get a bigger number, Pat, because usually when the world gets together, we might. Casey goes to like 80, and people still like laugh at Ehrlich for betting him, but we'll join him this week. Well, he can be on Louie, too, coming off the WD. That is the uh, the premier DraftKings, Pat's premier uh, DraftKings player of the week. Just play Louie this week. Oh, I'll be playing Louie. Like, I feel <laughs> like he could be overweight because everyone thinks, oh, everyone hates him now and they don't want to take the risk. That's, yeah, he ain't withdrawing from this one. No, he's definitely not draw, withdrawing from this one. That's what I'm saying. No one's going to play him this week. He's like 7800 bucks on DraftKings. So the two names you mentioned right off the top were the ones that actually drew interest uh, mean, to me as well. Hatton and Reed. Hatton flashed. Hatton flashed. Yeah. And even on... Okay, so day one at API, he was five over. He wasn't a disaster ball strike. He lost four strokes putting. And then... The two rounds in between, he was 11 under, and he still didn't putt well either of those days. And then he just putted like shit again on Sunday. And that was the end of him. And he hit, he topped the ball on the first hole, and that basically uh-huh. ended his day. But he was five over, minus five, minus six, plus five. I'd like to see him get the driving completely sorted out, but it wasn't all that bad. The putting was the big problem for him. I think for the week, he lost five strokes gained putting. He's a great putter. Great putter. It happens. If Morikawa can go from losing six to a win, Hatton can go from losing five to a win. Um, and you saw, you saw an inspired effort. Yeah. He didn't give it up. He didn't give, I mean, I think things got hairy for him on Sunday. I think he got lapped by Charlie Hoffman. Like if you were, if you lay, like if you were into a matchup, which you probably shouldn't have been, um, cause he was, even though he did duff the ball in the first, he made a bogey, the field average on one had to be like half a stroke over par. So just, but it was just a bad day for him on Sunday. But what he put out there um, to sort of get to five, six under, he to got, tee off on Sunday? He teed off at six under. He, dude, I, I, I want a Hatton versus Vic matchup. <laughs> so Never he, give up, boys. Here are your leaders from the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Fantasy National has already updated itself. Way to go, Moose. Way to get on it. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. You get yourself 20% off. You get the monthly membership today, and it brings you through the master. So get on that. Your leaders in strokes gained T to green for the week. Lee Westwood was number one. He was a half stroke better than Bryson. Bryson just putted better. That was the difference between them and the winning score. Number three in the field strokes gained T to green, Tyrrell Hatton. Lost 4.9 strokes. Oh God, I, I bet him last week. So if I don't bet him, he's going to win. Based Maybe. on the last couple with the more cow pa- and Dustin. Paul Casey, seventh in the field, T to Green. Oh, I like I like what you're selling. T- Tim's boy Zalatoris was that was actually fifth. He had a nice Sunday. I him and Putnam. What is the number on Willie? Big Will Z? Big Willie style? That's an eighty. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm I'm really surprised that his That's number pretty good. his number is so much lower than someone like Scheffler's number. I guess Scheffler was just in it at the Scheffler WGC. contends consistently. Uh question. It, oh, hold on. Scheffler contends on Sunday until they actually show him on TV. Yeah, then, then he, he goes OB. Bogey. Then he goes OB. Um Um Jason Day. Pass. I'm just saying had some bad luck, made a couple doubles on Saturday. Uh you're feeling Jason? Day? No, no. I'm just throwing guy. I don't think he played that bad. Uh, he was last week. He's okay. Lost a ball in the trees. Made a couple real unfortunate doubles. 
He lost a ball in a bird's nest, actually. He had the binoculars out, and he was looking for it. Um, bah, bah, bah. This could be past the range, so I don't want to... Yeah, we're, we're in the 30 to 60 here. So what, what about Reed? I mean, I talked Wait, about why the, not? I talked about the Wyndham. He's won the Wyndham. He's won at Amex, where the Pete Dye course is the central course I mean, at that place. I love the miscut. Like, if I'm betting Reed this week, I'm using the miscut last week to actually solidify my mental case. Like, no, the guy plays a ton. Get out of there. Like, that was a gauntlet of golf this weekend. So you're saying it's better that he missed the cut? Yeah, I got no... Look at all these winners off missed cuts we've had so far. Morikawa, uh, Brooks, um, um, help me, help me. There have been others. Berger missed the cut in Phoenix and then won at Pebble the next week. I got you're, no... You're missing one key name as the guy who also did it. Patrick Reed. Of course. <laughs> My point being is these elite guys, like, if they're in form and then miss a cut, to me that doesn't mean they're, like, not in form. It's like, a eh, little more rest. That was a frustrating weekend of golf a lot of guys played. Reed got to relax, and he's playing well, and he's won. He's won at Doral. Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm just, like, Florida. He plays well he, in he Florida. He was just in contention at concession. He had a bad Sunday. And still came. And like, if it's day. a gimmicky golf course, like he's a gimmick master. He'll find he'll find every edge he can. Although, find. although it's an easy internet joke, but the fact that every shot is supposed to be televised is not good for Patrick. No, Reed. it's not. It's not great news. I mean, maybe they can put him and Zingzu Zhang mm. together. Justine's gonna like gang. distract the cameraman on <laughs> Reed a few times. Well, I mean, it's just like Lee Westwood with his uh, fiance, fiance on the bag. Yeah. Lovely, too bad, man. The same things that haunted him 25 years ago in big tournaments. So I'm now he didn't make a birdie on that 16th hole, man. Whew. So we're I'm just, we're working down to narrow the list. So now we're down to Thomas, Morikawa, Cantley, Hatton, Reed, Casey, and M. And I've bet I, I'm not Fleetwood. betting all those guys, obviously, but that's going to be my my short list for the moment. Yeah, I from, like it. from this range of zero to sixty. I could. There's some in the 80s that actually well, we're not there yet. No, I'm saying I'm ready to go to the next range. All so right, I'll give one more look over. We didn't really break it down. I am, as I've said before, like it'd be great to see Hideki win. It's been too effing long. Obviously, it's not the attention that like Spieth gets, but like to us, like Hardos, it's it's pretty frustrating. Um, for a guy that, you know, we've liked and seen for a while, and he's still pretty young. He's only 28 years old. He shouldn't be having these these gaps like this. Uh, but my biggest issue with him is, like, it's not only that he's not hasn't won in forever, Pat. The guy doesn't taste smoke. The guy doesn't taste smoke. Like, he doesn't... His closest finishes are late runs on Sunday that he's never in contention. Like, he's got to contend on Sunday before I think, like, he's going to hit every putt and win. And I'm uh, that might have sounded negative. After Finau, there's, like, few guys out there that I'd be happier to see, like, win a huge event. We didn't bring up Neiman. He's at 50 to 1. Sneaky. I don't know if he's sneaking up on people, but it's just... I mean, he does a lot of things right that I could see um, working very efficiently. And you kind of... We kind of glossed over him, but Berger is at 40. Come on. We're in Florida. Florida straight vibing. Straight vibing. 
Yeah, but I probably won't end up on those guys because I like Casey and M a little bit better. And so. I bet you we catch a bigger than a 33 on Reed. Someone's going to post something. It, it Books don't take action on Patrick Reed by and large, especially a week after he was a popular-ish selection in both the betting market, DraftKings, one and done, that type of thing. And he completely imploded. That, yeah. Yeah, you might be able to find a 40 once everything is said and done. Next so, range, 60 to 100. I got some circles here. Can I what, say a name? I was going to say the one guy I'm betting for sure in this range is Abraham Answer, the Mexican Allen Iverson. Literally going to just, I wish I could say it. I didn't know that I was betting it, but like in terms of the past guys that have had great success here, um, or that, you know. He's played Sergi- here once, he came 12th. Yeah, he does. Drivers are out of the bag. If it's just going to be a shot maker's course, shot maker's week, get and, lucky. And he yeah. does something that it's not necessarily overlooked when it comes down to it because we talk about you know, driving. It's not that driving doesn't mean anything, but much like Corey Connors, who's right around the same price, answers one of the most accurate players on tour. And he's not, oh, I'm Brendan Todd. I can't drive the ball more than 275 yards. He can get it out there. He's not like long, almost like Morikawa, but he hits an incredible amount of fairways. The irons have been really good. He's gained in seven consecutive tournaments with his irons. And if you go back and look at his Pete Dye history over his past five events on Pete Dye events, because, you know, like the American Express is thrown in there where you play two or three of the rounds in it, uh, he has five top 11 finishes on the past five times he's played on Pete Dye courses. I think these are nice numbers, and I think you might be able to find deeper numbers on them. I like a lot of what you said. Checks a lot of boxes for me. He's a box checker, In the checker, same way he? that I would, um, maybe in like a past life, a guy like Kisner would have my eye, like answer sort of has that money at 80 to 1 now if I want to step there. I like that. I like that I, that, that comparison. Yeah, no, that's the type of guy totally live, Pete Dye, especially courses where the driver's out, not really... Where length is out. Yeah, where length, like the big guys um, can't sort of kill you in that regard. Like you said, they got to lay up with you. And even on their second shot, they want to take on that water, like invite them to it. There are a couple of places where they can go for it and it strategically works for them. And even in the year Rory won... He hit it OB, but I thought it was a genius play. That was on 16, where if you go for it over and go the OB, green, then it's just a chip for par. You can just, the red stake over the green, you're literally like 25 feet from the pin beside the red stake. You just make your par, but it's worth the total risk of a eagle look or pretty much a free birdie. And almost the entire field can get to these par fives. They're not long par fives. Now, someone like Rory and Bryson and Dustin are going to have easier second shots into them, Rom. That kind of thing. But it's not like Answer won't be able to go for them in two. And he's a good long iron player. I mean, Connors is right there, too. I just... I, we, when Raza and I talked on... I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. When we released the, like, the Players Early Look Show. We identified Connors as the one guy whose odds were wrong. He was 175 to 1. He's now 75 to 1 or 80 to 1. The same as Answer. I just... It's hard for me to believe that he'll make enough putts to actually win one of the one of these events. Because he came pretty damn close at API, and the putter has been better for him, but when it came down to crunch time, the missed three-footers started popping up again. And it just feels like he ran so pure anyway. He gained over three strokes putting for the week. He putted really well. Like That was a legit chance he had to win, and when it came time to go win it, he couldn't do it. You know who wasn't missing those? Bryson. 
Also, our the- boy Skyler Hoke had Connors on the outright, and we we're kind of joking, even leading into yesterday, that had a lot of like feelings the same, identical to his Sam Burns ticket a couple, a couple weeks ago. It's like great bet, man. Like great effing call, but shit. Sounds like like you're like too early. Like, can you bet your 36-hole leader? Like, I know first-round leader's a thing, but what about 36-hole leaders? That would actually be a murky. Then you could start taking the Ben Ann's of the world. Like, yeah, they can string together two rounds of putts here. I was actually impressed with Connors. Like, it seems like his his short game has improved because it wasn't auto bogey every time he missed a green. Absolutely. He he got it to, uh, like, that three-, four-foot range on a lot of tough looks. Um Sticking in this range, though, Pat, we, we discussed Zalatoris. What about Harris English? Did something come, like, an, there was such good form, kind of disappeared. He made a great Saturday, uh, Friday move, eh? Yeah. Because he looked like a, a dead fish on, on Thursday. Uh, he was fine. The approach was really good for him all week. He lost strokes putting. The putter has really been a problem for him recently, which is strange. But he had been, like, bleeding strokes with his irons, the three consecutive events going into API, and he seems to have rectified that at least for one week. So I don't necessarily know if he's live or not. I won't be betting Harris English. I think he's more of like a DraftKings player. The guy that I wanted to bring up, because it's been one bad round for him over his past two events, and he's been in it every single time, It's Cam Smith. Does feel like a sort of Cam uh, Cam Smith course? We're eighty, a hundred. When we look at he's sixty six. Yeah, for them, you'll find yeah. it. You'll find a deeper number on Cam Smith. Out yeah, there. but like, if he made a few putts at Riviera on Sunday, he was probably in that playoff. Oh, he just that he, he couldn't hit avoid, anything. Yeah, but he had his one like triple blow up hole. He needed to just avoid that. It would have been fine. Triple blow up hole at Riviera. Yeah, didn't he? No, he just c- couldn't get it up and down from the sand. He, he was in it, he was in it, but he was not making anything inside oh, 10 feet all day. Oh, sorry, it was, it Riviera. Was, it, it was Saturday at the concession. Sorry, that's... was his, like, write-off round. Sorry, that, maybe that's what... Yeah. Now, that worries me, one, that he can get it going so badly with the driver that he can shoot 80, and that's never great. But the irons have been smoking. And once he got back on Bermuda concession, he actually putted quite well. So the irons have been good, the putting has been pretty good. Seems like a deep number for a guy who's made runs in like legit tournaments. He made a run at Riviera. He made a run at the Masters. He made a run at a WGC. Like this is one of these fields. Like he can be up there. Can he win? I feel more confident with him hitting a 13-foot putt than Corey Connors to win. Actually, you know what? I feel more confident with him making a three-foot putt for par than someone like Corey Connors. Not to say that he will make it or won't make it, but that confidence level that I would have in him is a bit higher. I like that. That that makes uh, that makes total sense. Horschel, I'm not there, man. There's no way. Top twenty on Horschel. Sure. DraftKings on Horschel, kind of thing. Not an outright bet. I mean, we are in Gator Country, right? We're in Jacksonville. Yeah, so, so that's that's ga- yeah. So this is his stomping ground. No, man. All right, last guy in this range. I mean, Homa and Zalatoris just continue to play well, which is kind of I would rather Zalatoris, but Homa, man, I I don't know whether it was the scrambling or something. Every time I was looking at him on Saturday, I was expecting to see a bogey made, and then I'd look back 10 minutes later, and his score didn't change. That's always a bonus. I can check that out for you right now. Let's see. Gained four strokes putting on Sunday's round. Couldn't scramble or putt. 
on Saturday. Uh, decent on approach and decent off that he didn't have a great Sunday or Saturday. So Friday, did he scramble the lights out? I was doing my show. Fr- I swear, the whole show he was scrambling lights out. Friday, made a bunch of putts, hit a bunch of really good irons for birdies, and then like saved a bunch of pars with some long putts. So yeah, you're right on that one. But he's just been playing great. Oh, yeah. He, he took his win from California. He's come to Florida and been playing fantastic. We're not at 100 to 1, are we? Not yet, because Molinari is right there at 90 to 1. Remember this used to be like a Molinari track? I don't. Doesn't this seem to set what up? What was his highest finish here? I don't know. I want to. Like, I don't that. remember him in the heat of anything. I feel like he had back-to-back top 10s here throughout time. Maybe I'm just misremembering that, but... I shall look up Francesco, but he has a bad week at API. Great. Uh, he still has three top tens and five starts in 2021. It's pretty good for him. Uh, the players, yeah. So here's his history at the players. 2019, um, he was in a bit of a funk right before the Masters when he completely melted down. He was 56, missed the cut in 2018. 2017, sixth. 2016, seventh. 2014, sixth. So we had a run of three straight top tens here. Um, if he actually is back, not necessarily to Open Championship, BMW players, and the, you know, the three wins and five starts kind of Molinari, but he's just back to being regular Molinari, this is par for the course. He's, gonna, he's an up-and-down type of player, but if you can catch him on one of those up weeks, especially on a week where he's coming off having a really bad week where people were kind of on him, uh, I think you'll find a deeper number than 90 out there, even a potentially way deeper number. Is than- he regular Molinari? I think that he's getting close. He's had some nice. Because I don't mind betting on regular Molinari, but I don't. I, I'm not. He was regular Molinari at the Genesis. He was at the Farmers, and he was at the Amex, and he wasn't at Pebble. And he, I mean, he topped the ball at Pebble. That was like the end of his, end of his tournament. I've somehow bet on two guys who have topped balls this year, <laughs> <laughs> and they missed the cut at API. People had bad weeks. Yeah, I don't listen. There's someone at 100 to 1 who I think deserves a conversation. Okay, well, let's get to the 100 to 1 then. Is that guy Sam Burns? Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, we knew it. It was going to be EVR in Minnesota, yeah. take two. We record early on Monday morning. We don't know. Like, we, I understand why it was popular for the same reason we liked it and bet it, but I don't know. I'm going to walk out of doing a recording and the world is else on. is going to want to bet Sam Burns. Also, the funny thing is, is he rallied and passed the cut line on Friday and then gave it all back and gave it around. Gave it all back. I mean, is this the spot where we can get him again late in a tea time? I I don't know. There is a one. There is a guy at 100 to one. I mean, we're auto betting Siwoo here at 100 to one. That's a crazy number for him at this course. Auto bet. He's back in the auto bet list at any Pete Dye course. Was bet Siwoo Kim. Was there another guy you want to talk about? Yeah, Russell Henley. You can find, at, I've seen as deep as 125. You might get an even better number. Just play Russell Henley this week. There's a Russell Henley style track. And he didn't get to play it last year. Almost, you know, remember how Harris English kept lingering and lingering and lingering, then didn't do it, and then he did do it? Feel the same way about Russell Henley. He's been around now for a year playing great golf, and this is a perfect kind of course for him where... He can't overpower anything, and so don't even try at this course, and then just lean on your irons. He puts well on Bermuda, loves playing on any sort of like windy potential coastal-type courses. Let's go. It's a deep number. I like it. Chris Kirk's been playing outstanding golf, yeah. and he's probably does a lot of the same things I would like answer for, but is a better putter, is he not? He can be. Yeah, I mean, Kirk's fine. 
I, I think Luke. I would rather play Tringali than Kirk. Oh man, that guy keeps doing it. Keeps keep, hey, keeps doing something. Yeah, he was the only him and Andrew Putnam were the two guys I had circled from down here, along with Norlander at two hundred to one. Where was uh, and JT Poston at two hundred to one? Who are you looking for? I know we passed it, but I was because I just had flashbacks to the Ricky win where he outdueled. Funny enough, Ricky's Kisner. biggest win outdueled two of bets I had, Kisner and Sergio, <laughs> that day. Ironically, like his biggest win ever, I wasn't on him. Um, Sergio at 80, do anything for you? I'm not going to bet it. And then. Um, I, I get it, though. And then I know I spoke about like how answer is sort of like the guy that could take that Kisner money that used to be my auto bed here. But what about Kiz at one twenty five or yeah. above? I'll, I'll take a hard pass on that. I think the guys like that I have interest in, like Henley for sure, I have interest in, and Siwoo at any Pete Die course you just want to bet. I made that mistake last time and he won. Great um, at the American Express a bit earlier, but I think that the guys that I think require a bit more of a look if you want to take a bomb or a top 20 type play. Burn, Burns and Lonto, one and two, the first two guys at 101. Lonto just keeps playing well. Playing well. He's playing good. Playing well, good, yeah. This feels like disrespect for Kevin Na. This is a course where Kevin Na could win. He was one of the few players. Didn't he shoot under par and even par Sunday? No, he, I think he ended up at even. He was one of the guys, like, when I was scrolling through early, like, he just he was two under and one under and two under. Like, he kept bouncing back and forth. So those guys. And then, like, Putnam, I don't want to say Putnam is back because Putnam had a really nice run two years A couple years ago. ago. I drafted him last year. I, I think he made more money in the last month than he did all of last season. I mean that. But he's... Flashing, flashing that guy, yeah. And this would be a certain type of course where he would play well. Poston just has Poston has a great history at die courses. He's won at Wyndham. He's had a nice heritage. Same as CT Pan is another one. Like you're not betting these guys, but to think about in terms of a, to make the cut or which you probably don't want to play this week because it's so volatile. But but you're gonna have a parlay for the cut sweat. No, I think I said I wasn't gonna make one oh. here. Okay, but you know I, I can it. I can always be talked into things on the super. Bometh, I don't know, players like, uh, well, I guess he's still just 125 to 1, but a guy like Byrne? Nah, not here. I would be, I would have more interest in someone like Palmer at this course because he's going to shoot 80 or 64. Mm. But he will eventually find the water. We know this about Ryan Palmer. Uh, you're going to maybe, you got any love for going back to Hoffman? <sighs> not for me, but I know you like T10. You were, he had a great week and you kind of called it. Yeah, and then I didn't play him on DraftKings because I'm an idiot. Happens. Uh, happens to me all the time. You know, I'll just bring it up because it's a huge number, and I'm not talking about Ricky Fowler. Are you talking about Bo Hostler? No, I'm talking about we're sort of less driver Gary Woodland, 175. I want to s- take a look at Gary's numbers. 175, I, Gary Woodland, dry, like clubbing down? I feel like he actually had a pretty good week at WGC, and it got like hidden. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take a hard pass on that one. What, he, what, what, he was just bad everywhere? Except for putting. It's funny because he lost 7.9 strokes putting in two rounds at Genesis and then gained 2.7 at WGC. That's how much putting can swing week to week. He's shown some flashes with the irons. Like the American Express, he actually played quite well. Uh, he missed the cut at Genesis, but it was the putting that derailed him. It wasn't the ball striking. Will you? Have I'm a f- not against it. Will you have a first-round leader bet on Norlander? Yes. 100%. <laughs>
Yeah, why not? Why not? He did me dirty on the weekend in my DraftKings lineup. I like Norlander. But hey, well, he he he's sort of. I the, mean, and Connors is now like getting all the attention. Norlander's <laughs> the sleepy one. He could be the guy of those two that sort of goes nuts this week. We should. What do you make of Byunhan Am at one fifty? He just seems. He tries to be cool on. Sorry, I like Ann a lot, but he's just, I don't know, man. It's just not there. In the same way, like... He's showing life again. In the same way, like, being snarky on Twitter has really worked for Max Homa's career. It has not had the same advantages for Byung Hun Han. He is now... He's made every cut so far this year. Good for him. He finished top... I'm not being sarcastic. He finished top 10 at the Amex. You know he's never going to putt, and it's been really inconsistent, but... This is a course where, like, I actually like, he was first-round leader here in the year that Rory won, uh, 26th and 30th the past two times if out. If your modeling is projecting Corey Connors, then sure, like, <laughs> there is love in that space for Norlander, for Anne, for that. I don't doubt that one bit. And it just feels like I, and this isn't, like, trying to slag Corey Connors whatsoever. Like, I just feel like 80 to 1, I can basically bet the same guy for double the price or triple the price when you, we talk about Ann or Norlander. Like, they're all in that same bucket. Connors is playing by far the best of those guys right now. His upside might be the highest, but that's a skill set that we're talking about here. I just How re- deep is this field? That's 154 players. And it's still just 65 to tops, the weekend. Tops. I think so. Yes. Top 65 and ties make the weekend. Lahiri got Brooks's spot when Brooks withdrew. Is Rose going to play? I don't think he is. Like, he was noticeably, like, gimpy. He better not. He better not. Um, he can do whatever he wants. Well, but Louis allowed to play? You think those are at all similar? I mean, yes, I do, actually. Considering I saw Rose. Now, granted, he put three in the water, but, like... He, he made a nine. Yeah, I saw that. I also saw him try to walk off, and he was a bit gimpy. Yeah, mate, was he playing it up? Maybe, but you've said he's not a very good actor, so I don't know what we're talking Louis, about. Louis Louis decided, hey, I want a tea time. Nope, I'm gonna withdraw. Louis probably withdrew the night before, but he didn't have Patrick Cantley's camp to get it out there for the DraftKings people like a couple weeks ago. What you don't think the PGA tour would announce that? They didn't announce Cantley's till the morning, even though we knew about it. No, they announced it the night before. Didn't no, they? they didn't. Just Cantley put it out there himself. Maybe he listen, I I I, I the Louis thing is all he he decided he's not going to play today. He didn't make a nine and get sad and decide he's not going to continue. I mean, the guy playing. clearly looked like he wrenched his back, and he's an old man. You just don't like Justin Rose and don't want to believe that. You guy, just wanna, you just want to shit on a guy who's now hurt. You get so mad when people do it to Tiger. You literally, now, you literally like you're playing partners on a heater. You make a nine, and you just walk off. So he's not allowed to be injured, is what you're saying. Uh, there's a he's allowed to be injured. It doesn't seem like he has no, any leeway allowed, with you. He's allowed to be injured, but um, it's very convenient. Very convenient. I mean, a he made a nine yeah, and got golf sad. Yeah, you know what would also lead to a nine? Having a shitty back. So I wrench my back. The, I wrench my back. I'm trying yeah, to play through it. It's all convenient. It's all convenient. It's all convenient when it's Justin Rose, but if it's anyone else, it's fine. No, I didn't say that. that if someone like, made a nine and got golf sad and walk off the course, I'd make fun of him the same way Tim tried to walk off golf sad. You had to give him a ten to stay, and he did, and then broke a hundred. And if they gave Rose a six, he'd have stayed. I I don't think he would have. The guy looked like he was like 
Have you ever had back problems? Yeah, it sucks. Have you actually had back problems? Like Define you, like back problems. Like, like you, if your back hurts, it fucking sucks. No, it's I'm not talking about back hurt. I'm talking about bending down to get your laundry and your disc slips and then you can't move and you're stuck on the floor. That kind of thing. That, that type of back problem. Any type of back problem. Like having a back issue, it can be debilitating. So if you're him and you're looking at this. I get why he left. He made a nine. If he made a four, he's not leaving. If he made a five, he's not leaving. He made a nine. He left. But it would be my contention that if he didn't hurt his back, he probably wouldn't have made the nine. Do you not see how those two things could be correlated? I I understand how it could be correlated. You understand how it seems also from the other eye, ultra convenient. I mean, when you piece it together and just look at it that way, like, oh, I see a score and then he withdrew. Sure. I can see how it would seem super convenient that way. Yeah. But I would also think that, hey, I'm a guy who hurt Goal my back. Your partner, I made, just, I made a your partner just made a par from the water hey, off listen, a Justin hole Rose, in one. Justin Rose isn't you. I don't think he deals in these, like, wild swings of emotions. No, you're, you know. Listen, the guy wants to protect himself so he can play in the big yeah. money tournament. So let's see. I hope he tees it up this week. Think he can win? No, it would look really bad on him walking off. Yeah, it would be, so, it would be so bad for him winning the Players' Championship. Yeah, no, what an asshole. I'm not talking about winning. I'm saying he better, like, disappear for a month. You don't leave a guy. It, it complete like, it fucks with, with the other guy, too. It's just golf sad by... I like that he gets no benefit of the doubt from sip you. Sip your tea and crumpet. Pe- no, he gets... Pe- 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 people, people that you like get all the benefit of the doubt. People that you don't like get none. No, I rail on the Tim guys like I this. like all the time, you're very too. Tim like I'm this. incredibly self-deprecating to the guys I like, too. So you're just trying there's, to, There's like, nothing self-deprecating about what you're saying at all. No, not this. To the players I like that suck, I make fun of them, too, plenty. Yeah, but not like this. This seems very particular. This is incredibly golf-sad. I hate golf-sad. Golf-sad is my least favorite quality in golf. In golf. Golf-sad. You play with golf sad. They're the fucking worst people on earth. It sucks. It's not going for them. So, like, they have to try to fuck her. Like, they, they, they just give this aura and try to bring everyone down. We, and they wish they could walk off. We have a friend that we have to, like, morally pump yeah. up. It's I, not great. Yeah, like, I, listen, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm scoring well. But I'm, like, playing well. The ball's, like, feeling good off the club. Like, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying my day. You being golf sad, there's nothing wor- worse. There's nothing worse. Whatever. Look at <laughs> Now you like... Wow. Uh, wow. Now I got to produce the show. <laughs> um, I will say you've sort of talked me into there being a much liver part longer down the board. I now do agree with it. Here's the sad reality. It's probably just going to have me bet guys that lose lose yeah but, but what would make that any different than any other no, i know i know i'm just i'm just saying um because you're right like to go with a um you you gotta be a bit more flexible here even despite the field strength so for one dustin you could have theoretically 10 of burns molinari griffin henley na ortiz siwoo Cam Davis. You can even go to answer and, and sure, but like, like that's, I mean that heart, a rose inflated my heartburn. I guess. Oh, God. Justin Rose, we could add to that mix too as potential winners. Yeah, I guess. Um, but Willie Zizzle. But it's the 
I mean, both Cam Davis and Will Z are big, big, big time Andrewhurst here, so that's tough for them. But the the hardest part about it is like where there is so much volatility at this course that I think I want I don't want to take too much. Like I've talked about the guys I like at the top of the card, and I won't have a spot for all of them. So I'm going to really have to pick and choose. I'm trying to be trying to be patient and wait for the good odds to hit me, and I'll let the odds do the talking. Because if like when you talk about Justin Thomas versus Colin Morikawa, for example, if they're two points apart, I'm kind of with you. I like Justin Thomas more. But when we get to Wednesday, they're going to be like, 10 yeah, points apart. You are right. You are right. And then there's just this auto mole- Yeah. Morikawa's flirting with a 30. Get the F out of here. Yeah. No, you're, you are not wrong. Why does he get so much disrespect? Is it because he's not in MasterCard commercials? <laughs> he will be soon. I bet you we'll see a work day with him and Phil. It feels like Hovland is like the guy set up for all of yeah, that. Yeah, you're though. right. You're right. Oh, that's small. Yeah, come on. It's true. I don't know. Winning, winning kills. Winning kills. This has always been a, uh, a tournament where we've seen like a lot of breakthroughs. Like this is the elevation win that a lot of guys get. Like this, Scott got it. Sergio got it. Ricky never achieved anything more than that, but this was his big breakthrough. What I Stenson, s- yeah. it was his big breakthrough. There are a lot of guys that when they won the Players' Championship, to your point. Kucher. It w- Webb. It was no, the Webb, biggest. Webb, Webb has a U.S. Open. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> it was the biggest. I meant you said I, Kucher. The biggest win of their career. Even Sergio went on to win a, a major championship after. Same Stenson won, went on to win the championship after. Scott, uh, I guess at the time we thought Ricky would find the major championship after. Um, Kuchir got derailed because Spieth had to eat lunch uh, at the Open. But, but yeah, no, this is an event that for a lot of guys, I mean, it's, all, it's the fifth major. So no surprise that when you win this, it's a high probability that it is the biggest win of your career and that you wouldn't be des- like winning majors are hard. Um, so I see that very much to, to, to where you're going. So that would lead me. And, like, a guy who I don't think we've mentioned his name. It would still be John Rahm's biggest win of his career. I know that's, like, so farther up the board. Even Xander would be the biggest win of his that's, career. That's the name. We didn't even bring him up. He's, He's come the sec- same price as Morikawa. He's the same price as JT. I don't care. I love Xander Shoffley. He is amazing. There is no weakness. I'm not betting you. I'd rather take seven more points with Finau. I know I'm me, but what's the difference between them at this point? Not much. Looking, I re-ran because they had... He's fin- fourth in FedEx Cup, so he must finish, like, third every week, though. He basically does. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> just bet him top five. You'll be uh, good But to go. I just can't... I just don't want to bet him at this number. I'd rather take four more points with Cantley. Like, like I, I don't care. Xander's going to win a tournament, and I won't have money on it. But guess what? The guy who wins is going to cash a 16-1, to 1, and I'm not going to be jealous. It was like the Bryson this week at 12-1. to 1. Like, like, sure, I'd love to have not lost money this yeah, week. I wish I had a winner. <laughs> But I'm not going to like, wake. oh, my God, I missed the 60. Like, that's what I hate about the money that I wasted in Finau currently a lot, not this week, and in the past, like, on Fowler. And, like, they weren't even numbers that would make me sad. Like, just go away. Do you know what I Like, it's not even numbers that, like, you'll miss. I get you. So that's, like, uh, fresh... Uh, a frustrating part about it. And I guess that's where I would be with Xander. That being said, I bet him so infrequently that if I felt it was a Xander week, I guess I could go there. 
Like, I don't feel like I've been burned or, or come up short. Um, and I, like, and, and based on Tim's moronic theory, like he wastes his bullets. Like, I don't believe that at all. No. The good golfers, like there's the bullets are in the chamber, bro. Yeah. You just look yeah. at someone like Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Like, did he waste it by winning travelers? No. Yeah. He didn't. Like, yeah. Um, we see it with Rory too. Sometimes you just need one, and then it, you know the dam, the, the flood happens. I can see that happening with Finau too. If he gets one, that all of a sudden he wins. Like, look at remember how even long, like a Kevin Na type thing for Finau. Potentially, like, <laughs> you know who's kind of the ultimate example of this? A guy who lingered on leaderboards forever and couldn't fucking win, and that it just happened was Molinari. It was like yeah. five years he was around top ten, top yeah. ten, top and ten. And then he won a win. major, the BMW, the and anyone rocket mortgage. players, the rocket times. mortgage, yeah. and the, yeah, they're just like boom, full trophy case, just like that. Yeah, very, very true. So I reran the stat modeling, and you can. What go, about Scott? Yeah, Scott's fine. Not for me. Uh, he has the most strokes gained. He has the most round in the sixties of any player in this field, and the third most of all time. I think he tra- trails like Davis Tiger. Love and Nick Price, oh. I think, are the two who are ahead Nick of him. Price. What a swing. Uh, so top 10 in the stat modeling right now uh, after the API stats have been in. This is an update to Sunday show where I ran them. And Corey Connors is number one per the numbers. Tyrrell Hatton, and this includes putting. Tyrrell Hatton, number two. DJ Morikawa Xander. Those are your top five. The next five, Homa, Henley, Finau, Burns, and Hovland. Homa is, is something else, man. I'm thoroughly impressed. The guy... Your boy Kirk is number 20. Um, Kirk has also been killing it since he got his exemption out of, out of Sony. Like, what a great spot he's in. What free role, like, in life he must feel like he's playing golf with, playing with right now, Chris I, Kirk. I believe Charles didn't get his... Where was it last year he showed up in the hat and almost contended? I, I got like a crazy live bet. Yeah, 3M. Yeah. Michael Thompson won. Oh, yeah, that was a Finau should have won that one. Well, sorry, <laughs> Finau like really. Finau or Warinsky was in that one too. I think that was the final group that day. Warinsky, uh, up until 17 today, Pat, was wow. 100% scrambling. I thought was, he was going to post. Was, was unconscious. That guy, uh, his sand saves and scrambling numbers this past week were marvelous, and, and around the board, I mean, across the board, he was statistically out of this world. You know who was actually really good team Can't wait as to... well? Kokrak. Yeah. He had that unfortunate incident Saturday on 18. 18 just beat the shit out of him. How all. about Alex Noren? We can go back in time and not play 18 all week. I think he would have won. <laughs> <laughs> he made a triple to lose his match today. And he made a triple the day before on 18. What about uh he's no. sticking around? Where is he? I'll take a pass. Well, I'm just saying, where would he have been? Yeah, he's down in that range with the Hoffmans and the Luke Lists and the Champs and the Vegases. This is the last note I want to make, and this is more of a DraftKings thing than anything else, but the year that Rory won, four of the top six on the leaderboard were below $7,100 on DraftKings. The year that Webb won, the top six on the leaderboard were $7,300 and below. Okay. So I am like so beholden to this world we've been in out of COVID. 
where we have re- outside of Kokrak, Kokrak at at CJ Cup, outliers like do not happen where the elites get together. But this seems like it is the place, and it was the last tournament we kind of had before we went on this run of just bet twenty to fifty to ones, like uh, just bet like four or five guys in that range, and like you will be winning bets. And the weeks you're not winning bets, you'll have Sunday entertainment. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's been been a year, and maybe we'll go back to what golf normally was with like crazy. Um, where long shots really are live quite regularly. It does feel like this is going to be a tournament where that is more possible. Who than was a lot of in that, that leaderboard you're referencing where Rory won? Obviously, it was the wrong mistake. Furyk, who else was there? Furick, Vegas, because Vegas couldn't miss a putt all day. Pepperell was up there. Furick has been, you, we, we went head to head one year. I had Furick, you had Keimer, and I still hate that Island Green, how that played out. I threw that out. It was the second biggest golf bet. Like win I've ever had was Martin Keimer that year. He the, he saved that goddamn par. I he made the tiger putt. We'll still see that highlight this weekend. Although it used to be Mother's Day, right? It used to be pink here. Yeah, and then they switched PGA. They put they moved this into March. They moved the PGA Championship from August into May in that slot. Furick. So who else? Furick. Furick, Pepperell, and Vegas were three of them. And there was oh, like, Vegas hit an insane same. putt on say He had a Mac Hughes kind of putt. <laughs> if those are putts you can make at Sawgrass, because we see them every year, should we just blind bet Mac Hughes? What's he, 200? He's 250 to 1, actually. I thought that was kind of large. That is large. He's, uh, he's played some nice uh, Florida golf in the past. Yeah. Who was the other guy who was up there? Snedeker played really well that year, too. He was T5. So, Webb so the year that Webb cleaned up, though, who was even like who even? <laughs> this was 2018. Listen to this fucking leaderboard: Webb Simpson won, Jimmy Walker, Xander Shoffley, and Charles Schwartzel tied for second. But they were like four back, right? Wasn't it like a mopping? I feel like there was a point on Sunday where it felt like someone could get close to Webb, Webb and then he just yeah. then it was just over. But it was just funny that because that was a year that you could basically tune out. Day tied for fifth with Jason Duffner. That 2017 year was fun, though. Yeah, it was It was Poulter, because Kim ended up winning. Then you had Louis, Stanley, Glover, Steele. I think Keegan was in the mix somewhere around there. Brooks had an albatross, I think. No Brooks, kind of sad. And your boy, Norrin, 10th that year. Yeah, Brooks, that sucks. Yeah. Because he was just contending a week ago. Shit happens. It sucks, like, man... No Tiger, to no think Brooks. That knee is, no Matthew Wolf. I don't want that knee to be another issue with 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 Brooks. I want. I think he's doing this so he can be ready for the Masters. He's, that he's probably just like, fuck all it, this other stuff. I, I want to play the Masters. That would track, wouldn't it? Yeah, totally. Doesn't give a shit about this. All right. Well, I think we're past your bedtime, so let's get to the picks. We are past my bedtime. Weekends are long. Why are weekends so long? Because the kids are home. I, get, I don't know. They're just long. Quick picks for the Players Championship. I'm going to most definitely bet Patrick Cantley. So he's number one on the list. I am most definitely going to bet Abraham Answer. He's number two on the list. 
and I am most definitely it depends on the number I can find on Sung JM, but if this number 55, like a DraftKings Sportsbook, is available to me where I live, I will be betting Sung JM as well. Uh, and then the short list at the top is going to be between Morikawa, Hatton, and Reed. That's 20, 33, and 33. Probably take one of those guys. Then I have Casey circled at 55. Got to make a decision on him. And then from the great beyond of 100 to 1, actually Cam Smith is going to be in that mix too at 66. Molinari, Henley, and Siwoo is an auto bet for me. Henley and Siwoo are probably going to end up on the card. So Cantley, M, Henley, Siwoo, and Answer. Those are going to be my five, and you know, four of those are pretty deep down the board. So I could probably do something else at the top. That's me, though. What are you doing? Um, so at the top, I've only made one bet so far, and I made it last night, and it was Fleetwood at 55 to 1. And I think when the books normalize, it'll still be 55 to 1. Like, I was like, nah, we'll ride or die with this guy. Whatever. I he like, had the lead there last year I, on the weekend, I, I, uh, during our Cut Sweat show. I like that. Where? Two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Because there wasn't a Cut Sweat show. I like year. that the only reason that you actually bet him for the players was to hedge against the fact that he might win at API. And the number would just drop to, like, 20. Oh, then I would just go back. But I feel fine with it. Fleetwood over 55 in Florida. Um is cool for me. At the top, JT at 18 to 1, I don't like I would bet that over Morikawa at 20, but like you said I do feel more the week will come Morikawa will get up and that will bring a conversation. Cantley at 22 seems like a a fine bet, so um JT Cantley or Morikawa being thought of in guys who could be 25 to 1 and under. Not going to bet all of them. Probably just one of them, but I could see myself betting JT at 18. Cantley hope to get a 25, and then that read at 40 is is amazing to me. All right, which should be out there. Hatton, too. You mentioned those Hatton stats. Well, a lot to think about, Pat. Like, Hatton's going to be a forgotten entity kind of now. I don't know because Paul had brought up earlier that he's probably going to be the DraftKings chalk because he's 8,500 bucks. Oh, yeah. It's a good number. That's great. Like, who who are his neighbors in DraftKings? Probably Spieth. Sungjae, Spieth. Yeah, Adam see. Scott's down at 81. Yeah, Berger, Hideki, Spieth are all more expensive than Hatton. Casey's right below him. Sungjae, Fitz, Day, Cam Smith, Fleetwood. That's sort of the range that he's in. And I think that he is by far the best play. Yeah, the stats are going to tell you to play him. The odds are going to tell you to play Watching him. Watching him will tell you to play him. Honestly, yeah. I could have a card. This could be my card. Let me read it to you. JT at 18. I'm hoping I can pull a Cantley like 25. Okay. And then like Hatton 35, Reed 40. That's like the main card, and I've already laid that Fleetwood 55. I like Sungjae more than I like Fleetwood. Yeah, I've already bet that one, but I guess the Fleetwood bet wasn't enough. Like, I'd have to bet more on it for it to be real. But, but we'll you see. have to bet Cantley now that Tim has said that he is most definitely not winning this week. He also said that about Spieth, too. So I'm not going to bet Spieth, but oh, I kind of hope to see him there. Uh, I, got a re- I got a lot to think about, Pat, because I do like a lot of, um, like you mentioned, Cam Smith and Answer. So there's like 10 names I've mentioned. I got to cut that in half. Yeah. Got to cut that in Listen, half. Listen, we got plenty of time before the tournament starts. Your first instinct, did you not tweet at like 7 a.m. last week about Corey Connors on Monday? I did. Then I didn't end up betting him. 
or playing him on DraftKings. Because I'm an idiot. It's funny how that works, though. Like, your first instinct is like, like, oh, if I just made that one bet. I'd have four days of entertainment. I'd still have lost, but I wouldn't have had to do anything else. No. I know that's not, like, a realistic process. And, and I would have taken him with the each way and cashed, like, 30 to 1 or something. Yeah. And whatever the hell his number was. Because I saw you tweet. Like, it was, like, 8.15 in the morning last Monday. Corey Connors. I do this to myself all the time. I said on the Wednesday show last week that we're all idiots for not playing Bryson because no one's playing Bryson. Just play Bryson. I didn't. I'm stupid. One and done. Picks of the week. Tim has selected Hideki Matsuyama as his one and done. It is my pick because I took Fitzpatrick. Who did you take last week? Hatton. So Fitzpatrick beat Hatton. I will take Patrick Cantlay as my one and done. to you straight cash homie patrick reed patrick reed all right i like so you're, he's definitely ended up on the card then uh north of 35 40 to one i don't know how i don't bet that period it feels like an, it, it's it's like if morikawa gets to that 28 like that feels like an auto bet he wins more than that and i'll be honest i've actually seen a 40 it's not available to me but i've seen one so i'm hoping someone i can wake up tomorrow and have a 40 that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. You came to life. You're like Frampton. You look like a one of the villains on the animated Tick series from the 90s. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the point of this is. I think this you, is for You like look like sa- a dick. I think it's for like <laughs> sailors, which I'm clearly not. You're not nautical? <laughs> you wear nautica. I can see you being a sailor. Like, like a, I would give en- a sailboat. Like I would enjoy the boating experience if someone else was doing the work. Sure. Oh, so you would enjoy yachting. Yeah, like yeah, but like you want me to like, you don't want me responsible for the direction we're going. I feel like you could work a jib. If you told me my job, that was my job. I could be very task specific. Sure. Oh, you're very detail oriented. No, I'm just like tat. Like if I would do be able to execute the job, but I wouldn't like you couldn't have me like all over the place on a boat responsible for things. All right, I'd have like a white squall. (laughs) That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. Once again, a bunch of giveaways. If you want hundred of dollars. And you could potentially win all three, potentially, like I said. But here's what you do. You go to my pinned tweet that's out there. You retweet that tweet. We're good to go. You have to subscribe to Mayo Media Network. You have to follow Pat Mayo on Twitter at the PME and retweet the tweet that's up there. You're in a draw for one of two winners of $100. Winners announced on next Monday's show. Also, in the description of this video and podcast, there are links to fantasy baseball picks and bets. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts along with your Twitter handle, or email address, you're in a draw, another draw, a side draw for another $100. The winners will be announced on next Monday's show. Please do that. Help us out and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Also, become a member at FantasyNational.com right now. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo gets you 20% off. You get the monthly right now. It takes you through lineup building at the Masters. I think it takes you to Thursday at the Masters. If you do it early in the week, you do it later in the week. It takes you all the way through the Masters. So get your monthly membership at FantasyNational.com right now. Okay? Thanks. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.